0: say you feel pressured to execute on X amount of tasks that you have in the day. What if you were just like, I'm just going to see if I can do like five of these things today. I'm just going to see, like just going to see if I can do that. And if you go, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to see, it's like a little game for yourself. Or you could say, Oh, I bet you can't do these five things today. And you're like, Oh, like, Oh, Oh, I'm (laughs) I'm going to play this game. (laughs) So like, I see everything as a game. Um, And it makes everything, it makes it, Makes him way more fun. Hi, Luke. I'm so
1: excited
0: to have you here today. What is up, y'all? I'm so grateful for being here, and I'm so grateful for everybody tuning in to listen to what you have to say and the energy that we're going to bring today.
1: Yes, I'm so excited, so let's introduce yourself like tell us who you are and how you got here. um what's your story?
0: yeah, um so hi, I'm Luke um obviously badass business and mindset coach um I'm come through quite a lot of challenge in my life more so I don't like comparing myself to everybody else and I feel like sometimes we get in this aspect of like who's got the biggest pity story to Like, that's why they're amazing at what they do. But I I think definitely it's a little bit abnormal to to most people. Um, So I've always been a bit of an outcast and I was sort of depressed from six to 24 years old. Um, From that, um, there's a lot of complications like my sexuality. Um, There's the aspect of my parents not always being present when I was a kid. Um, there's a lot of like little different factors that that tie into that, but I ended up doing the norm. Like, you know, how a lot of people, um, follow into university or college because that's what they felt like they should do. Mm -hmm. Well, I kind of fell down that road and I was doing ecology and wildlife conservation, but it was like the worst time for my mental health. Um, there was borderline drug addictions, borderline, sex addictions there was like a lot of external a lot of account like a lot of addiction issues going on and um through that a lot of toxic relationships too and then um once i finished university um i was just sort of working in construction just doing little bits of pieces and i really was not living my passion at all there were days that i was like what am i actually doing with my life like i'm I am not doing anything that I I really want to do, and it came to a day when me and my ex girlfriend at the time were living in a a place together, and it was just getting more and more toxic by the day. I think I was sleeping like five hours a night, um, and we just we just called it quits, and that was that. And on that day, I was like, I'm not going to suffer like I have done. All of my other relationships out the back end. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna finally do something for once in my life. And there's a lot of men, I think, and women who are in this space where they just don't have any goals or aspirations. They think like that's how life is meant to be. Like they think that, like, mm-hmm. okay, your men are just jump from one relationship to the next, and your men are just in sweet. And I never had any goals for myself. And I set at the back of that relationship, I was like, okay, I want to get shredded. Like I've sort of been bodybuilding, but I didn't really, Mm -hmm. I didn't really push myself that much. So I got on board with a coach who I'd been following for like eight months and within three weeks, like it was like, if you imagine you're at ground zero, um, at your start, and then you, you take one goal in your life and you put that to level 10, well then everything else in your life doesn't match up to that. So everything else that was at ground zero where I was like, well, I'm not happy with where I'm at at home right now. I'm not happy with my job right now. And I had a friend at that time, a little gathering say like, Hey, so you're going to be a laborer for the rest of your life. And I was like, no. And then I was listening to a podcast and this is why I think anybody tuning into this podcast, like get into as many as you can, it will change your life. Mm -hmm. Like literally rinse and repeat this podcast. Um, (laughs) and he was like, look, If you don't like your fucking life, change it. And on that day I quit my job and I quit my job to work in music events, marketing and sales. Like I literally begged the dude to like, give me a job. Universe had us the line to them having somebody leave and them opening a position from there did like pretty well with an internship, but I was working two jobs at the same time. So I was still having this like lack of sleep. So if you can imagine, You're working a day job, 10 till six, marketing and sales. And then you go for a workout and then have some food and then 9, 10 p.m. I would then go to my next job and then I would work either until 1 a.m. And then if I was doing a double shift on that, I would then like sleep two hours in my car and then I would go to the morning shift. So the the bat surveying from like 5 a.m. till 7 a.m. And then I would Gosh, do that. Shit. And then I would eat some food, maybe have a nap in my car. And then I would go to the marketing sales in the morning as well. And that was like five days a week. Um, and yeah, and that's that's how I sort of lived for like four or five months out of the back of the construction. And we're still bodybuilding, still got in the best shape of my life, still was super committed to that journey. And then from there, I had a lot of people reaching out to me and was like, hey, like, this transformation like it's been amazing i've been seeing what you've been doing like how do i get on board with this and i just started doing like s- like meal plans i started doing gym plans and then i lost my job to covid and uh work complication and in a, in a small nutshell i got roped into having a bit of like a like my people pleasing past self got involved in a situation that I shouldn't have done. And in a nutshell, like the messages that we were sending in this group chat were just way unprofessional. And the, the, the team were like, we can't have this, you've got to leave. So from there, um, yeah, I was like, I feel like I don't want to change somebody's life for one night with music events. That's my original passion. And I feel like a lot of people have this, when they start their personal development journey, they think they have to get it right that first time. Mm-hmm. But I just went all in with one thing that was fitness. And then I went all in with the music events and that wasn't it. And then from there I was asked my fitness coach, I was like, I'm getting all these people message me. Like, can I, should I be a coach? And he was like, yeah, like, dude, go for it. Like if, if you're getting a lot of people ask you and you feel confident being able to take somebody through their transformation, do it. And I'd had like 10, 15 years of like mid to high level athletics and like sports training anyway. So I knew how to take somebody through that. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm gonna become a fitness coach. And then three months into that, my business sucked because I didn't know how to do anything. And then I invested into a business mentor. My business skyrocketed to like five figures a month in this first like four or five weeks. And then from there, because of the marketing and sales tie-, tie over. I think that's why, well, it is, it is why it is why it turned off. And then from there, I was like, Hey, um, I switched up the confidence and mindset for entrepreneurs who did dare to be different. And then I was at grind zero my business sucked and then I sucked less and then my f- hit five figures a month <laughs> again, like 45 days after switching my niche. And then, wow. um, and then from there, um, I had a lot of coaches reaching out to me being like, Hey, can you do this? Can you do this? Can you do this? Can you do this? And I was like, the universe is screaming at you to work with coaches. So Mm -hmm. go do it. And I was like, okay. And from the, from like, sort of like grind zero, I was sort of already at five figures and then scaled to six figures over the course of like a month, I think after I started business coaching and, uh, no, it was like two months two months, and yeah it was crazy really that's that's I guess in a nutshell the story
1: wow like that's an incredible journey and I have so many questions that we're gonna get into um the first one that really like sparks in my mind is like how did you develop you know the badass mindset that you have now was there a pivotal moment in that journey that really you know put you on this path of becoming mm-hmm. who you are now and like How did you actually take the steps to get from there to here?
0: Mm. Yeah. Um, there's been a lot. So the first time that I would, I, um, I had suicidal thoughts must've been like eight years old, but the, the first time I tried to commit suicide was like 13. And then from there, the worst time was when I was at university. I want you to kind of like visualize this, this situation. You've got a depressed kid who's taking MDMA twice a week. Serotonin is non-existent. He's drinking four or five times a week and he's extremely lost. There's no goals. He hates where he is at university, but he's fucking terrified to leave because of societal pressure and the pressure on from his parents and all of that stuff. And the anxiety is keeping him there of like, oh, I don't know what, what, what to do. And I was on a bridge and I'd been on that bridge for 10 days and on the sort of 10th day as it were i was like ready to jump i was ready to go i was like this is it like let's do it and uh i got up and there was a voice there that was just like you're meant for more just keep moving forwards. like you're meant for more just keep moving forwards and you'd think at that time that was the transformational experience that changed everything but it le- at least kept me on this earth at that mm-hmm. time and then the way that i look at it is any hardships that i'm going through now will never ever compare to that time when i was there it'll never ever oh, compare really. compared to the times when i when i slept in my car and i was doing two two jobs and sleeping like 2 3 hours a night and still bodybuilding and still like look like incredible and it just won't like it it just doesn't compare and it's the same when like I, I tend to like to tell people what I'm going to do before I do it. And it's Mm -hmm. definitely bitten me in the ass before, but here's an example. So I was at a business mastermind in Mexico and it's the first time ever meeting my mentor, um, like the mindset mindset mentor, Rob dial. And I was like, I'm going to do 250 burpees on the beach. I had not done cardio in like nine months. I was like, I'm going to do 250 (laughs) burpees on the beach. And he was like, okay. Uh, Okay. And, like, I told everyone, I told all these, like, six, seven, eight-figure coaches and, like, entrepreneurs, like, what I was going to do. And then, like, came to the day, and I was like, well, now you've got to fucking do it, don't you? So, like, I'm on the beach, 6 a.m., just burpees, 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 burpees. And I think, for me, like, when I get to, like, the most pain that I can be in, so, say, like, 14th round of doing 25 rounds of 10 of burpees, just one set after another, no cardio... And the same as like when I was in that, when I was in the, when I was in the car and I was like, this is shit. The same when I've been in toxic relationships, same when I've been in business hardships, credit card debt, everything. I'm always just like, keep moving forwards. Like, what else are you going to do? Like, are you going to go back? Like, are you you fucking going to go back? Like, no. So like, keep moving forwards. And that's always kept me moving forwards. That small little mantra that I heard one time when it was probably a time when, My life was very close to being over that has continually moved me forwards within business life relationships everything what is up guys i just wanted to come in here and give you a quick announcement of my grow your badass business program it's a hybrid one-to-one group program and membership to launch your business to create irresistible offers, get consistent leads, and develop all the mindset, marketing, and sales system necessary for 10K months and above. The hybrid one-to-one is unlike any other program that you've ever heard of before. In fact, you'll actually get my one-to-one accountability and support for 16 weeks alongside the group container itself so that you're not gonna feel like just another number. So if that sounds like something you'd be interested in or you wanna learn a little bit more, just ping me a message over on my Instagram, I am Luke Anning, and just send me a message saying grow. So with that said, I'm going to get you back to the podcast.
1: I love that. Um, (laughs) I just, I'm so curious. Why 250 burpees?
0: (laughs) Yo, I don't like, okay. So here's (laughs) the thing, right? There was this guy, I was listening to a podcast. He was from another coaching program that I was on. Absolute fitness maniac. And he was going on about how he did 20, he did 100 rounds of burpees. So he did a thousand burpees uh, interjected with, uh, a salt bike in the middle. I was like, first of all, that's fucking nuts. But second of all, insane. I want to try doing it. Like, I want to try doing <laughs> something like that. Like, I was like, I was like, it's a challenge, right? I love challenge. I love challenges. I did an energy expansion challenge last year. um It was when I had my highest income month. So I think that screams it all. But I absolutely thrive in challenge. Like, put me up in like, put me, put my business when it's been back up against the wall. When like I've like there were times when I was doing confidence and mindset and because I would, I didn't know I had no financial literacy, which like, if you're a business owner listening to this, like, you'll know what that's like having no financial literacy, <laughs> spending every single yeah. fucking money that you come in. And like,
1: literally,
0: I remember going to the gym and I wanted to get some pre-workout and it was the equivalent of like $2. And I didn't have enough money to, to, to like, like to invest in $2 pre-workout in my bank account. And I was like, yo, I was like, what are you going to do now? Like, give up? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no. So yeah, it it's just carried me so well. It continued like, no matter what hardship I face, it's, it's always carried, carried me forwards.
1: <laughs> That's so funny. Um, and the next question that I really want to ask is like, what is the happy positive energy game and how do we play it?
0: Hmm. So bit of backstory is how that name got created. I'm about to expose you guys into how to create podcast names. So my mentor was like, okay, pick three words that your ideal client would search for if they were searching for a podcast. And I was like, happy, probably. Positive, probably. Um, energy. A lot of people say they like my energy, so I sort of thought I'd just plug that in. Um mm-hmm. but I was like, okay, happy, positive energy. And then I see like a lot of things as a game, like a lot of challenges that people face in business they're having because they're not treating it like a game. Like if you have like a certain marketing process, like business is a piece of piss. If you like, (laughs) if you, if you, if you strip it down, it's very, very simple. It's not rocket science. It's just repeating the things that work and Mm -hmm. double downing on them. But people love to overcomplicate it. But if you can create a game within that repetitive process that that is, whether that's DM outreach, whether that's like the amount of sales calls that you're doing, whether that's like coming on a sales calls and like challenging yourself to like only ask questions and not do anything else, you like play a game with yourself, it makes it way more fun. It's the same with the amount of things that you want to do in the day. Like say you guys are listening to this podcast. Say you feel pressured to execute on X amount of tasks that you have in the day. What if you were just like, I'm just going to see if I can do like five of these things today. I'm just going to see, like, just going to see if I can do that. And if you go, mm-hmm. I'm just going to see, it's like a little game for yourself. Or you could say, oh, I bet you can't do these five things today. And you're like, oh, like, oh, oh I'm going like to <laughs> play this game. <laughs> so like, I see everything as a game. Um, and it makes every, it, makes it makes it way more fun. And
1: mm-hmm. because
0: of that, like, it makes it easier. Whereas if there's like this external pressure, like I need to do this, I should do this. Like, Oh, like I have to do this. like It's not going to be fun. And like, what's the point in having success if you can't have fun?
1: Yeah. Like that's, I love that you just broke that down because that's one of the things that I really believe in, like, especially being, you know, a manifestation coach. Um, I feel like one of the biggest things that we can do to like, manifest and really just achieve our goals is to have fun with it and like play Mm -hmm. with life because like life really is a big game and the more you can gamify it and really like just like you said just like test it see what you Mm -hmm. can do see what you might be able to accomplish in a day or you know challenge yourself to to do something different or do a little bit more than you did yesterday without holding yourself to you know the pressure to get it done and like from a place of like you know, beating yourself up about what you might not be able to do. It mm-hmm. makes it a lot more, like you said, fun to actually do the things that you want to do. And you just mm-hmm. take all of that like that weight and that pressure of like achieving off of you and you turn back to having fun. Um mm-hmm. and I really love that that's that's what you said. Um, and so since we are, you know, really big to manifestation over here at the edge of everything, um, what are your thoughts on manifestation and what are some of the things that you've manifested in your life?
0: Yeah. So I didn't really believe in manifestation until, well, like I sort of did, but like I didn't at the same time, I didn't really believe in, (laughs) in it until like I met, um, my business partner and she's like massive on affirmations and like manifesting and like, it like worked out for her, but like I hit my five figures a month without really manifesting, so to speak. Um, like if I backtrack a a lot in my life, I can work out like unconsciously, a lot of things happen because of the manifestation. I I do believe that like every single word you speak is a manifestation of your reality. Mm -hmm. Um, but at the same time, I didn't have true belief in it until I was, like along this along this road now I have like an affirmation walk I do EFT in the morning um, I have like a goal setting exercise that I did from like a neurological psychological level um, and then I have vision boards and stuff so like those things that those things are in place now that I'm mm-hmm. like okay yeah but then at the same time I feel like you can completely self doubt and completely not think that something's going to happen and still take all the actions for it to happen and it will happen. Like mm-hmm. Elon Musk had an example where like he thought it was probable that the rock, the third rocket that he was going to build, wasn't going to work and they just did it anyway. And it did work. So like he's also a manifesting generator, um, mm-hmm. from, from <laughs> you guys, if you guys, who don't know. Um, but yeah, I think there's, I think it's a bit of an unpopular opinion, but I don't think you necessarily need to have a grasp of manifestation to actually manifest amazing things in your life.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, and one thing that I like that you said is like before it was more so that you were doing it unconsciously. And I think feel like that's where a lot of people start. Um, mm-hmm. So how did you make that shift from like going and, you know, manifesting things unconsciously without being aware that you're doing it to consciously, you know, doing it now? I know you said you have those practices. Are there any specifics that really help you to call in things faster or, you right. know, that really build your practice?
0: Mm-hmm. yeah great question. so first things that I started doing was vision board. so I've actually got my vision board from two years ago up on my thing, like up on my board here on my left, and I would say one, two, three out of nine things on there, eight have eight have been complete, and that was kind of unconsciously. Like manifesting Mm -hmm. without intention, just sort of like, oh, like I'll, I'll do that. And like, it happens, it happens, but now I'll set, here's an example. So when I went to Iceland, um, like a six week trip, such a sick trip. Um, I was manifesting with a manifesting generator and I felt supported in that. And I think that was an important part to the puzzle, but I was also acting in intention with what we were manifesting. So we we're manifesting a 20 K month mm-hmm. for me. And we said by the 25th of October, we're going to manifest a 20 K month. So every day I was being in alignment. Like I was like, it's going to come in, it's going to come in. It's going to come in. It's going to come in. And I was doing all the actions that were in alignment with that. And there was like a, there'd been like a three, four week buildup of like initial actions that were in congruency with achieving that that goal, but I was mm-hmm. writing like 20K on the shower walls. I was writing it in my journal. Um, and then I was doing my affirmation walk, which was like, there's a string of affirmations and I literally just go for a walk in the morning and then a walk on my breaks and then just read the affirmations as I'm going. Um, out loud. I love that. Um, and then, yeah, the day after the initial date that we set, I brought in 23 and a half. the day before it was like 20 on the dot wow so yeah that was that was the most intensive thing but then i tried to double it up the next month because i just love the challenge and that didn't happen and Mm -hmm. sometimes putting like a really short unrealistic thing like people read the secret and think that they can manifest a ferrari the next day (laughs) yeah um that's not gonna fucking happen so well, I'm not saying it couldn't happen, but I'm just saying like all things all <laughs> things in alignment, it's probably not gonna happen. But like, it's important that you have your mindset aligned to it. So it's important that you have your beliefs and values, but most importantly, you're gonna start from a neurological level. So you wanna start from like your identity first. Your identity mm-hmm. has to be in alignment with achieving what you wanna achieve. Then you step into your beliefs and values, which is where like people reframe limiting beliefs via their journaling sessions, or via like uh, actually understanding their concrete values. Then you're going to look at what are your actual capabilities. Like if you don't feel capable of achieving that, it's not going to happen. And that's sort of incongruency with the beliefs. And then from capabilities, you're looking at the behavior. And this is where most people say that they're going to change. Oh, I'm going to start doing this and I'm going to start doing that. And then like, this is the biggest problem with where people set goals. Most people set goals for their environment. So they set that number five level. So they say, oh, okay. this year I'm going to, I'm going to be living in Bali. Like that's the environment that they want to set, but actually Mm -hmm. it comes back down from an identity level is like, do you feel like you're somebody who's aligned to be there? And are you somebody who's going to become the person who can achieve that? Because if you bring it back down to James Clear's theory within Atomic Habits, it's like, if you didn't set a goal, they say that a lot of the times you'd be able to achieve what you would have achieved to like the same level if you just had habits that were in alignment with that original Mm. manifesting goal right Mm
1: -hmm. yeah so
0: that's an aspect of it but in terms of what daily habits I have that if that would be helpful Mm -hmm. yeah so at the moment um I'm up around 6am then from there I'm 15 minutes of Joe Dispenser, morning meditation, um, 15 minutes of, 15 to 20 minutes of EFT, affirmation walk, breakfast shake. Then I've got a daily checklist, which is like a mindful, um, it's like a mindful productivity checklist. If it's okay to pl- plug, like I actually have a link for it. I think oh, it's yeah, like- plug away. www.coachwithluke.com forward slash daily dash productivity dash template. Um, I can send you the link. Um, oh yeah, we'll put it's got, it in the show notes. <laughs> it's got it in there. <laughs> um, and then I do that and then just action on my day. And then the evening is like 7.30 is my general commitment to deep work. So doing mindset work, doing research, doing education in whatever I'm most aligned to doing. And that's a big part of my year. And if you're listening to this, I would encourage you to. You'll notice there's a lot of action taking within that. I kind of have a rule which is like one or two for every one to two hours of learning it's six hours of actioning because so many people will just lose themselves in research oh i've just got to research Mm -hmm. this i've just got to research that yeah well your research means fuck all if you don't do anything so taking action with the research that you're doing and then from there like following that pattern and that's that's generally what my habits look like and then after that wind down we've got stretching, yoga, EFT, and then I'll do some form of like deep work, whether that's like a somatic breath work and anger release breath work, shadow work meditations, like really as as intense and transformative as possible. And I think this is why I've changed my identity so often is because I'm not scared to do some really deep work. And I think once you overcome that fear of Oh God, this is some pretty deep, intensive stuff. Like, especially like the bigger your dream, the more your identity is going to have to shift. Mm
1: -hmm. So
0: the more identity shifting work you can do, the more you are going to shift what's possible for you.
1: Yes. To everything you just said. Yeah.